No fear in this house today. No fear. Just chase it out. Just chase it out in the name of Jesus. Well, it's great to be in, in church this morning. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord. The worship's good. God's here. It says we're two or three are gathered. He's there in the midst. Jesus is here this morning in our midst. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to encourage us. No matter what's happening in the world, we win. Doesn't matter what's taking place, we win this morning. Because we know what the Word says. We know what Jesus has said. And uh, we win. So let's jump right into this message this morning. Uh, I just want to start out and read a passage of, of Scripture first because in the passage is the title of my message. And so in Mark it says, And then uh, he came to Bethesda, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And then he had spit on his eyes and put his hand on him. He asked him if he, had, if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Still cloudy. Wasn't clear. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and took them up. And he was restored and saw everything. Thing clearly. My message this morning is 2020 vision, seeing clearly. The Lord wants us to see clearly today. With everything that's taken place, He wants us to see clearly. And, and you know, it, before Christmas, uh, one night I was praying, you know, in the middle of the night, the Lord just gave me a revelation and spoke to me and said, in 2020, it means more than just 2020. It means that his people are going to see clearer in the spirit. We're going to have 2020 vision in the spirit realm. We know we live in this natural world and natural things take place, but how many people realize there's a spiritual realm too? There's another realm. And what takes place in the spiritual realm, the, the warfare we do, the prayer we do, determines what takes place in the physical and so we're going to talk about uh, seeing clearly this morning and, and not being impaired in our vision. And sometimes we do get impaired in our vision. And I was away for uh, a week doing my fun thing, uh, snowmobiling. If uh, you folks don't know, I'm an avid snowmobiler. And uh, we got caught in a blizzard. The first, like I've been in lots of snowstorms, but this was so bad that I couldn't see from me to that chair in front of me. And we had seven guys with us, and uh, my son and I, um, I don't want to say we were the most knowledgeable, but we knew where we were. If we got separated from the pack, you know, we probably could have found a house somewhere and knocked on the door and they would have took us in, or we would have found some woods and just hunkered down there for a few hours. But I was concerned about the other ones that were with us because you couldn't see. You see nothing. It was just white and snowing and blowing. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but my vision was so impaired. I couldn't see anything because of the storm. And, you know, my immediate, I'm glad, you know, the way I was raised, you know, my, my mother, she pushed us to, to pray. 
my first thought was, you know, I was concerned about the other ones, but I prayed. And I just said, Lord, you know, help us, protect us, help us get to the, to the next warming uh, hut. They have these uh, buildings every so many miles that you can stop, and uh, it's just a little cabin, and you can get warm. And uh, I prayed that, and I was concerned. We had some young guys with us, too, and I was thinking, you know, if they got lost, you know, uh, what would they think, the fear? And, and, you know, God helped us get through that. And we got to the, uh, to the next, uh, we got to the next warming hut and we went in there. Somebody had been there before us and had a nice fire going. And uh, it was nice and warm. We uh, dried out our, our skidoo gear and our, uh, our gloves and everything. And the, the storm settled down. I said to the guys, I said, we could stay here all night if we had to. And some of us were keen to do it because it was just kind of cool to be out in the woods in a storm with a wood fire going, you know, surviving, right? <laughs> Survival. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyhow, it calmed down and we got home. The wind started to cease a little and the snow started to ease up and we could see. Uh, but, you know, our vision can be impaired by our physical surroundings. And I want to talk about seeing clearly uh, spiritually uh, and not naturally. And so I'm going to read a, another passage uh, from Matthew this morning about Jesus walking on the water. And, uh, you know, I've read this passage many times, but, you know, I, I, I'm seeing some different things in there. Uh, it seems like the Lord has revealed about that whole process. And, and I think it's relevant to what we're going to speak about this morning. So I'll just start reading. It says, immediately Jesus uh, made, the, uh, made his disciples get up, uh, get into the boat, and go ahead of him to the other side while he was dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by waves because of the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the winds died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. I want to I talk uh, today about this passage and about seeing clearly. And as we start to go through this passage of scripture, Jesus begins to walk on the water. 
Now that's a supernatural act in itself, that he walked on the water. Most of us would sink. I believe we could have faith to walk on water, uh, but Jesus walked on the water. And there was a big storm going on. And waves, and of course we've seen movies where uh, there's been big storms and there's waves and, and raining and it's foggy and you can't see. And I'm sure it was much like that, that day. But as Jesus was walking on the water, the disciples, they, they seen this image. They seen this outline. And, and they thought it was a ghost. They were looking and they seen it. And they were terrified, it says. And they cried out in fear. Now, one thing I found that was really interesting, too, was these disciples were just with Jesus a few hours ago. But they couldn't recognize him. There's lots of times we're the same way. We've been with the Lord. We've been alone with him. We've prayed. And then, and then the next time, we don't know his voice. We can't hear. That is why discernment of spirits, I believe, is important. It's a gift from God. And I'm just going to jump down for a second and talk a little bit about discernment. You see, there's, there's nine gifts of the spirit Three of them uh, are revelation gifts, and the revelation gifts would be the word of uh, wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the gift of discernment. Uh, discern, to discern, it said, when I looked it up, it says, to see, recognize, or understand something that is not clear. Clear. Let that sink in. To see or recognize or understand something that is not clear. Spiritual discernment, I found a definition that God uh, guides the individual to help them arrive at the best decision. But I think the gift of discernment is between three uh, critical uh, voices or individuals, if I could say that. And so discernment would be discerning or knowing God's voice, your own voice, or the enemy's voice, Satan's voice. That's why we've been given the gift of discernment. It helps us discern. It helps us to uh, understand which voice it's coming from. And there's several times in life we pray about things. We, we wonder which way to go, uh, how, how to make this decision. And we sometimes are uh, bombarded by voices or thoughts, and we need to be able to discern that. We need to be able to discern, is this what God is saying? Or this is what my natural mind's saying? Or is this what Satan's saying? As I move to my first point, my first point would, to see clearly, I would say that affects it. Being naturally minded impairs your sight. If you're naturally minded, it'll impair your sight. In Romans it says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Carnally minded. We think only in our own ways, our own thoughts. We look at circumstances around about us. 
You know, they, the, the disciples, when Jesus was walking on the water, all they could see was the storm, the natural. There was this storm that arose, and they couldn't see who he was. And so the natural surroundings caused them to fear. No different than in life. Right now, our natural surroundings are causing people to fear. They're concerned about corona. They're fearing, oh, what if I walk down the street and I breathe somebody's breath in and I get sick and die, right? We're looking at the natural. Now, we can be wise and we should be wise. I'm not saying not to be wise. Everybody's going to the stores, buying up everything they can buy. I tried to buy toilet paper all week. I could not buy a case of toilet paper in this city. And that just, you know, flogs me. My son was telling me the story. He said, Daddy, so I was talking to this guy today, and he told me he went to Sobeys, couldn't buy any toilet paper, and he was ticked. He went up to the front desk and said, when are you, gonna, you got any toilet paper out back? And they're like, no, we're, we're, we might not have any for a few days. He said, I'm taking all your flyers then. He grabbed all the flyers. <laughs> he said, I'll have something to wipe my, myself with. And he left with the flyers. But people are getting crazy because of the outside surroundings they're looking at. Pandemonium is striking. Right? Pandemonium is striking. And you know what? I looked up the word pandemonium. In the middle of it, what's it say? Demon. It does. The enemy would like us to be panic-stricken. Oh, you know, I went down, to, I had to pick up a few perishables, and there was like, oh, well, we haven't had milk in two days. And I'm like, really? I'm thinking I should buy a cow. Start milking it. Make some money. Like, you can't even go buy beans with maple syrup in it. So I bought regular and I put my own maple syrup in it. <laughs> but you, when you look at it, the outside surroundings can affect our, our thought, right? Because we're thinking carnally minded. We think, we think about, you know, maybe our finances and maybe we're in a mess financially. And we think, well, there's no way out of this. There's no possible way out of it. Because we're looking that our bills are due and we don't have enough money and how are we going to make it work? And I believe God can multiply, like he fed 5,000. I think we have to do our part. You might have to take a second job, but he can provide and make a way. He can drop manna in the sky. If there's no food left in KW, he can start dropping manna like he did in the Old Testament. So we'll be barbecuing manna every night. Huh? We don't have to. We don't have to allow the fears and the, the things that are going on nationally to dictate us. Don't walk in the natural. Walk in the spirit. So to be naturally minded impairs your sight. Remember that. Don't be naturally minded. Don't be carnally minded. Be spiritually minded. The Bible says, for carnally minded is death. If you're dwelling on it too much, you know, you'll die spiritually in the natural. 
You see, these storms, they cloud our, our judgments. And, and the storm clou- uh, clouded the judgment of these disciples. You, you know, I told you they were, they were just with Jesus, like hours previous. How many times have your storms clouded your decisions? We need to keep a, a clear head. Don't lose your head in the midst of pressure or in the midst of pandemonium or things going crazy. Keep your head Keep your sight. Keep yourself focused on Jesus. We talked about that last year, about single focus. And you know, if you're not focused on him, you can't accelerate. You'll always be in disarray. My number two, well, let me back up and tell you one more story before I move on. Because I got lots of time. What I was told that uh, there was no time limits now because of this. So we can stay till uh, 3 o'clock or so. So I got lots of time to stretch it out. (laughs) Tell you a story. Cloud your decision. It can cloud your decision. But I can tell you that. And people have heard this story here. Some of you that are been here for a while, but I'd like to tell the story about my daughter when she got so sick. And I'm glad that I didn't look at the circumstance. I can remember we prayed all night. She was dying. She had E. coli. She was in really bad shape. And, but I felt the Lord say that, you know, she's going to be okay. And I prayed through that night. You know, like, I don't know if anybody's ever had those moments where they pray through. And praying through is different than just praying. Right? We'll pray. We'll say a prayer. Maybe it's five minutes. Maybe it's four. Maybe you're super spiritual and you go 15, 20 minutes type of thing. But this wasn't that type. This was the life and death prayer that I prayed. And it, and it was all-nighter. It was an all-nighter. And I felt the Lord tell me in, in the early morning that it was going to be okay. And um, when we met with the doctor... He said in the morning, it's gone from bad to worse. We've got to fly her to Halifax in the air ambulance. You know, so it, you know, if I would have looked at the natural and been crushed. But I knew God told me something. And I kept myself focused on what he said. Not the surroundings. Not what the natural looked like. But what the supernatural looked like. Because he spoke a word to me. And I hung on to that. And you know... The doctor told us that, but as soon as he got, she got on the air ambulance, they discovered some things wrong with her that the big regional hospital didn't. And as soon as they got her to Halifax, they gave her three blood transfusions, and she was the quickest turnaround of anybody that had ever been in that place. Didn't affect her kidneys, which 90% of them, they're affected for life. You see, we got to keep focused. we got to see clearly. See, I know what Jesus said to me. I know who my Savior is. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. Don't allow the enemy to cloud your vision. My number two point was Satan can cause us to be blinded in our own vision. Now, that's, that's a big thing. Satan loves to mess with us. He loves to, to play with us. Uh, I'm just going to read the start of one scripture and the tail end of another one. It says, those uh, minds the God of this age has blinded. I think he's blinded who do not believe. I think he can blind us 
um, and causes not to believe. And in John it says, for he's the, he's the father of lies. We need to recognize that. We need to recognize that Satan works to try to distract us. Right? This corona thing is a distraction. It may start in the natural. It may be like a storm that started to blow up and, and cause a storm. But then Satan used it to cause fear in, his, in the disciples. This is the same thing. He's causing this corona to be a distraction to keep people from re reaching God's destiny in their life. He's using that as a distraction to keep us from giving the message of hope. Because now, you know, he's trying to spread all these lies, right? All this fear. The Bible says we have not been given the spirit of fear. Fear can impair your, your vision. Fear can paralyze you. He has not given us the spirit of fear. It's, fear is not some uh, thing that you can get over uh, without standing up to it. Because it's, a, it, it's, it's actually a spirit. And, and, and we can talk about this. Like there's been times in my life that I've been gripped with fear and I'm not a fearful person. I, I'm sure there's other people here that have been. Like I wouldn't bungee jump, you know. Because I watched that on, online, and that's crazy. <laughs> that's ludicrous. Now, I have got on some really bad horses in my day, breaking them. And, and I've been just, like, paralyzed almost. You know, shaking, weak. Have you ever been so scared you're just weak? You can hardly stand up? Yeah, I got on a horse one time like that, and I, I got suckered into it. My buddy was there with me, and, and nobody was able to break it, and... He's like, you know what? You should get up on him. I'll hold him. <laughs> Stupid me. I climb up on him. <laughs> you know? And uh, I was paralyzed with some fear for a little bit. <laughs> but fear can paralyze us. And that's what's going on in the world. It's paralyzing people to think, I can't go down the street. Now, granted, there is a, a process of controlling um, this, this spread of illness, right? And, and we need to be wise there. But like, you know, like some people are afraid to go outside their house. They're scared to go anywhere. And actually, the fresh air is probably better for you than anything. And my wife posted something about how they dealt with this back in the 1900s, and they used fresh air and cross-ventilation. Uh, cross but they want us to lock up in our house be scared, almost peek out the windows to see if we can see a coronavirus floating in the air. <laughs> I shouldn't be making light of this, but it's got that crazy by times. We shouldn't have to fear like that. But the enemy seems to want to plague us with that if we're not plagued with it. Isaiah says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. I'm telling you, God's for you. The Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't worry about the fear 
and the plague. Tell you a story I read, and maybe you know this John G. Lake, but he was a, a powerful man of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, great uh, missionary. And in the 1900s, he was, <clears throat> he was in Africa when the Ebola uh, um, virus broke out. And, and, and they weren't supposed to be touching anybody. People were dying left and right. And he was laying his hands on them and healing them. And, 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 and the locals came to him, like the, the medic, medical doctors and stuff, and they, some of them were dying, being in contact. And, and they, you know, they were talking about, you know, what are you doing? What's, and, you know, he just said, you know, it's, it's, it's the life of God in me. He said, you know, it's God in me, his power. And, and he told him, he challenged him, he said, take a live virus and put it on my hand. And they looked at a live virus under a microscope and then they put it on his hand. And as soon as it touched his hand, it disintegrated. You see, that's the power of God. God can do things like that. He can do the supernatural that we can't do, but he can. He can walk on the water that maybe we can't, but he can destroy a virus. He can destroy a sickness. He can meet a financial need today. He can deliver you from an addiction today. We have hope as long as we don't fear. So it impairs our vision. My last point is uh, is seeing 2020 in God's realm. How are we going to see 2020 in God's realm? Here's how. And I got three key things under that so that our sight can be opened. Faith opens your sight. Faith opens our sight. Faith is the opposite of fear. So if you got fear, you don't got no faith. If you got faith, you got no fear. <laughs> it's simple. It's like one plus one is two. <laughs> In Matthew, it says, uh, he told him, he said, if you have the faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved and nothing will be impossible for you. And at Romans, it says, 10 and 8 says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the key to opening our sight. Faith is the key to keeping our sight. If we will walk in the faith of our Savior, and it comes through hearing the word of God, the more we put the word of God in us, the more faith we will have. The more we read about his miracles in, in the Gospels, the more we'll believe that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The more we read about his forgiveness and his love, the more that will be in our life. Faith comes by hearing. You want to be stronger in your faith? Read more of the word. Put more of it in. Number two is the Holy Spirit reveals. If you want your sight to be opened and revealed, Get more of the Holy Spirit. It says, uh, I'll jump down first. It says, and be not drunk with wine in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I don't know if anybody here has been drunk with wine. I probably won't ask anybody to raise their hand. 
who don't want to expose any weaknesses. But think if we were just filled with the Spirit. My son, <laughs> my oldest guy had all four wisdom teeth out on Friday and I was talking to him and he sounded just like he had drank, I don't know how much, he just sounded like he was right out of it. He couldn't even talk straight. He was ah, rah, you know. That's how he was talking to Deidre and I. And we were laughing so hard. I had to call my other son and say, you need to call your brother and listen to him for a few minutes. I said, he's, he's like, he sounds like he's just hammered. But, but think about if we were just filled to excess with the Spirit of God. To overflowing so much of him in our life that we are hammered with the Spirit. Drunk in the Spirit. We've heard that term before, drunk in the Spirit. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody drunk in the Spirit before. I have. You can hardly walk. They're so, they're so saturated with the presence of God. That's where we should long to be. When you have so much of God, the Holy Spirit in you, He's the truth. He's our guide. He's our teacher in these things. He will reveal things through the Spirit that the natural can't see. The Bible says that. Things you can't see, the Holy Spirit can see. And He can alert it to you. He can open your eyes. He can help you discern between the different voices that you hear. Whether it's His voice, whether it's your voice, or whether it's Satan's voice. The Holy Spirit, get yourself saturated. Drunk to excess. Go home and get a 40 ounce of Jesus spirit and start to drink it. I've never drank a 40 ounce, so, but I've heard about a 40 ounce. <laughs> get filled with the spirit to excess, to overflowing. When you walk in the spirit, it's hard to walk in the flesh. They don't, it's like oil and water. They don't work together. When you begin to walk in the Spirit and you're totally loaded, you see things God's way. You see what His heart is. You see what His Spirit's saying. You're not seeing your own natural thoughts and your own inabilities and you're not seeing your fears and your shortfallings. All you're seeing is His Do you think if we were filled with the Spirit to excess, we would be worried about the lack of toilet paper? We'd probably be laughing about it. Probably be the last thing on our mind. Maybe he'd cause a truck accident out here filled with toilet paper and we could all get loaded up before we go home from church. <laughs> Drunk in the spirit to excess. It's important, folks. Our faith to be filled in excess. Because the spirit knows. And the last point under seeing clearly is God's word will reveal the truth. If you're confused, if you don't know where you're at, if you don't know where to turn, if you can't distinguish between the voices, the Word knows it all. <laughs> it's all there for us. It's all between these pages. The problem is most of us don't know what these pages say. 
And the more you read these pages, that's where the faith comes. And that's where the truth is revealed. The Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you're tormented today, find out what the truth is. Find out what the word of God says about you. Find out what God says he can do and what he can, can't do. Yeah. See, he, in his word, it doesn't say he can't do anything. <laughs> so that means nothing's impossible, just like he says. And in Psalms, it says, thy word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He'll guide us. He'll give us clear vision on how to see through his word. When his word is the lamp that you walk by, that shines a path, that's the best pathway you could ever take. That's the best sight that's ever given. His word is a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. If you want to have clear vision and you want to see clearly in these days to come, I would encourage you to build your faith. Work out with your faith just like a bodybuilder would. Increase your faith by reading the word of God. Fill yourself to excess with his spirit and allow his word to be revealed to you. Let's stand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you are our God, that uh, you are our safe place, that your wing we can hide under, Lord. We thank you that uh, your word says no evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. And Lord, we pray over every individual of this church, every individual of Kitchener-Waterloo, every uh, individual in, in uh, Ontario, Canada, the world. In the name of Jesus, we come against the coronavirus. In Jesus' name, we bind up that spirit and we cause the spirit of fear that would panic and, and, and uh, uh, cause anxiety in people's uh, minds. Lord, I pray that, that will, they'll be free of that. Lord, I, I, I pray that, uh, that they will uh, run to you through this situation. Lord, may you use us to reach lives through this. May we share your goodness of your gospel, Lord. Uh, may Christians round about the world step up and say, uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He'll make a way. Lord, uh, may they say that, that you will supply all their needs according to his riches and glory. Lord, we pray over this today. We pray uh, life. We pray uh, health, Lord, over uh, the nation, over the world today. We declare that you are the healer and that uh, you can do all things, Lord, that you are greater than anything in this world, any sickness, any financial uh, disarray that takes place, any health problems, in the name of Jesus, we declare these things. Lord, I, I pray a special blessing over, over those that are here today, Lord. Uh, I pray that you will increase their faith in those that are listening today. Lord, I pray that their faith will be increased and your spirit will uh, double in their life, Lord, that they'll uh, feel this increased presence of your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that uh, this year going forward, they can see clearly. Lord, we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.
and amen.